You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. And try to prove people wrong, or at least if we're going to be wrong, we're going to make them think we were right. 
community, and they may come in and get to the to your church, but because you're willing to focus on minor things, and there's a reason why. Paul, Paul teaches this in like Romans chapter 14. Can you tell me this? Have you liked it next? You like it. Paul and Romans was teaching a group of Christians in Rome, and by the way, Romans. Saying that it's very theological, but it's really very practical. But the Pittsburgh Christians weren't old Christians, they were there. They were showing them what it looked like. In Romans chapter 14, it says this except other believers who are weak in the faith. And so you know, in context, Paul was talking about weak in the context of people with morals. The weak people weren't the people that have. That's rules that are loose, that they're the people that have no flexibility, they're rigid, they're the Pharisees of the church and church back then, because they developed a legalism in the church very early in the New Testament period. He's talking to weaken the faith of the people that have more rules and have less grace and less presence in their life. Except other believers who are weaken the faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong because they can say. Paul says the ones that are weak in the faith, the ones that are so hard on themselves, the ones that are so hard on everybody else. Reason teenage pastors kids used to be or used to the wallet is because they're giving impossible expectations to make their bad drama look good. They are weak in the faith. Because they are raised by people that put within the faith expectations on them. Jesus did not major on minors. And Paul is teaching the church and his church and the group preachers in Rome this. Don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything. That man, this is a big deal because when you all meet, you can buy the grocery store and it's ground up. They usually meet that would sacrifice the idols because this was a pagan culture. What happened was that they, uh, it was a, a lot of people didn't like eating meat that made them slaughter it for the worship of other gods. And there was this group of Christians that said, we eat that, that's not healthy. This group of people like, well, we don't we don't really love anyway. We weren't in the worship service when we get it, you know? Tell you, people don't change. Culture changes people. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only that's for sensitive weak faith. Their faith is built on what they do, not who they are. Those who feel free to eat anything must not read that with me. Must not. Look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do. For God, read that with the church, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stay their fault. And with the Lord's help, they will stay. And receive his approval. And the same way, something one day is more holy than another day. While others think every day is a lie. See, Christians, we, we worship on Sunday. They didn't do that back in Jesus' worship on Saturday. That was the Sabbath. They're still talking about that today. I'm saying that they're 
Jesus made his ministry all. He did not preach on the slides of Egypt. He preached on heart issues as they related. And we still will do that today. And I know it's unpopular, but no one this is we choose that type of person. So we like it next to you. You know, someone take our stances there. Once you get our stances, and the one that always comes up is once you take our stances on homosexuality. Because Jesus did. That's why. Because Jesus did. He didn't. He focused on the negative things, the right things. You know, he did focus on the negative things. He did his broken my heart. Honestly, he got me out of it for a couple of years there, too. And I think already there for homosexuals by my description of Christian leaders because they were so Christ. We have that thing to believe, just so you know. Probably we'll the only God that I can talk to one more. Amen. I want you to know I can ask your business when you put it in to be baptized. I can ask them here because God wants to change them on their terms, not mine. I have my interpretation of what that even looks like. I know Jesus has respected me. A couple years back, you don't really know the culture that our church is in and that why people are really walking away from Jesus because of us. Here it is. Years back, we baptized a same sex couple. Church was exploding, it's awesome. And I called that week. Somebody, I love them very much, still love them. He said, Well, what are you talking about? Someone said, Well, look, look. They said, I'm so thankful that when I came to hell, it's the first 10 times I came on school that I'm there. And nobody once looked at me any different, even though probably a lot of people knew I was on that. They loved me, and it changed my life, and I'm so grateful. But, so somebody, tell them they didn't have big bodies. Big bodies have almost got a lot of them, so they need to stop it. Your blood is why you're not really living the faith and open to the presence of God like you need to be because you need to look at your blood page. It's the blood. It's always the blood. Well, your husband comes at you with, or your wife comes at you, you really need to do this better. But what about what you do? But! And they said to me, but there's no wine I'm getting here, man. I was part of very short this week. It ain't that. It ain't that. Because Jesus, I'm going to get to the heart of stuff in a minute, y'all. It's not stepping up until somebody moves on the money thing, right? Until somebody says, he didn't focus on the money thing. Can I just go off and say, you know, it's a bad one? Okay, so I'm fine. I'm focused right now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. There's no reason to be in the purpose without Jesus' name. There's no reason for anybody that you are open and want to grow in the chapters of the gospel, God's love, and 
don't care what you feel, whether you don't feel good. If you're open to growing and being challenged and encouraged and inspired, you're going to see what God's love can do in your life. There's room for you here. There is no one to replace Because here's the thing the gym, the gym won't, it will help your body, but it will not fill your heart. You can have a full package physically, you can have a hollow soul, and that's on the inside. A diet will help you with what you overeat, not what you overeat. And Jesus focused on the heart of the matter. Say it when you say my friends. Come to church, we are going to focus on my friends. I will not answer loaded questions. I will not go out to eat with pastors who want to criticize and try to ask me loaded questions. You do what you do, Paul said, you both can be fully persuaded and go away. Jesus focused on my mind and do his best I can. Focus on And he did some things that are on. And he got him crucified and rolled to him and said, I said, I never said, we like it, Jesus. We cannot avoid my things. If we're going to hurt your feelings, if you're going to hurt my feelings, it's going to be over the my things, the major things, not the minor things. Tell somebody to say, we like it, Jesus. Jesus was messy. We don't focus on the minor things, we focus on the main things, the minor things. Jesus writes this in Matthew 23 to the Pharisees, the religious people of that day. He said, What sorrow awaits the teachers of the religious law? The ones who had all the information about God. Woe, what sorrow, woe to you awaits you teachers of religious law and you have many Pharisees in by the way, I've said this a lot of you, but say that hypocrite is somebody who's screwed up, we're all screwed up. Hypocrite is somebody who pretends not to be, or pretends not to be as messed up as they are. Because we, Jesus wants desperate people to make up our subject, not people who pretend to be. There's a lot of religious people about that. They got all the degrees on that, but it's on the man's just as messed up as the people they preach to, and that's okay, you just can't pretend not to be. Or you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup of bitch, you like to focus on the camera.
I'm trying to make friends of all of that's not as much as you want to be in accountability to something I need. So, yes, we are going to have hard conversations. We are going to take hard stances. But I don't want the most of the world in church to take it right now because it's not what Jesus the Bible said he taught. We extend grace. And we exchange my grace message, change my life. That my mom was over. She changed my life. It continues to change my life. We extend grace. But it's all telling the world. Grace is not intent. If you come to Dallas for a year, and next year you're just as pissed off as you were before, you struggle to accept your ways, and you're still getting father every weekend. If your marriage is still is no deeper, if your money management is now healthy, you don't have any better practices that help you, if you're still worshiping your politics more than people, if you're still trying to run everybody else for your and you don't have to actually be accountable and address the issues that happen in your life, if a year from now you come here consistently and your life hasn't changed, that is not a that is not a God, that is on you. Because the grace of God and the gospel, here's the good news. You don't have to stay here, and today you don't have to stay here. No matter what life is doing, the gospel is the grace of God. What it does in your life is doesn't excuse you. He holds you accountable to say, I've got bigger friends. Higher levels. I've got more for your marriage. I've got more for your kids. Yes, you are a bad example. And they will compel that the best is yet to come. Great challenges you. It hurts you. It will hit you in the gut. And we have to humble ourselves and say, God, it's on you. And so, we measure. That's what Jesus Next week, we're going to jump right into another series called Experience on Seminar. Very soon, I've got reflection titles. Nothing's going to be layers and angles and principles and surrender problems that we never even understood, never even acknowledged. Maybe you're the same. We're going to dig deep. Because you've got to let some things come. Jesus can't ever hit them in the heart because he wanted to know that some things don't surrender. You don't have to say it. You don't have to be really upset because of what COVID 19 costs you. It's 2022, it's not COVID 19 anymore. You don't have to keep reliving the virtual areas because you're forced to put forth on it. You don't have to keep chasing what your daddy didn't give you and the virtual and mom didn't give you. You don't have to stay here. Those are the issues that Jesus said, get on. If I feel he would stay there because that is the gospel. Life is messy. People are messy. And it will blindside you. It will take you off for a minute. It will not take you off for a minute. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at iamcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you, we care about you, and we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.